0: Dissolving sutures are commonplace, but John Rogers, an engineer at Northwestern University, has now taken temporary medical tools much further. Instead of a passive piece of material, we have full-blown electronic functionality with high-performance capabilities. Rogers' biodegradable implant uses electric signals to promote nerve regeneration following surgery. We design devices that are mechanically flexible so that when located around a nerve where there's lots of motion of adjacent tissues, there's no adverse mechanical. Mechanically induced irritation. And Rogers says it's very biocompatible, made of materials naturally occurring in the body. So it operates stably for a few weeks, takes a few months to completely resorb and disappear. While early tests have been successful, such devices are years away from use in humans. To find out more, please go to www.nae.edu slash radio. With the National Academy of Engineering, Randy Atkins, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Contractors have been working for years to have the Defense Department cut back on the use of lowest price, technically acceptable bid evaluation criteria. So-called LPTA have been the subject of clauses in the last three defense authorization bills. Yet the government has yet to draft the rule to comply with the 2019 law. Here with an update, Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo & Powell and what is the exact status of this anyhow now, Joe?
1: Well, this has been going on now for several years, as you've mentioned. Um, in, in the National Defense Authorization Act for Fiscal 2017, Congress mandated that the you know DoD policy be to avoid using LPTA in circumstances where DoD would benefit from a cost technical tradeoff. Uh, apparently, not enough happened. So, in the next year, in the same National Defense Authorization Act in uh, uh, fiscal 2018, Congress got more prescriptive and required DOD to avoid, to the maximum extent practicable, the uh, lowest price technical uh, available, uh, technically acceptable criterion uh, in certain acquisitions, including IT and cybersecurity services. So once again, uh, DOD didn't seem to be doing enough in that regard, and last year, as we discussed back in August, in the 2019 National Defense Authorization Act, uh, Congress set out a six-factor test that would have to be met. They expanded the policy to apply to all government agencies, not just DOD, and they mandated that the FAR would have to be modified to include that requirement. 120 days after enactment of the bill.
0: And where do we stand now on that? Well,
1: as of last Friday, the FAR Council was still figuring out who would draft the proposed rule uh, that they were required to have issued in final form last year. Uh, With regard to the 2017 and 2018 National Defense Authorization Acts, DOD has issued a proposed rule, but not a final rule. And the the next step in that process is that the report um, on public comments is due uh, to the folks who write the regulations on May 1. So that's still in process.
0: And when you say they can't figure out who is going to write the regulation, do they mean Bill or Sally, or do they mean which agency?
1: Uh, The latter. Uh, The Defense Department's offered to do it, and the Civilian Agency Acquisition Council Uh, and now has to either say, yes, go ahead, or no, we want to be involved too. So (laughs) we'll see what happens.
0: But either way, they're way late on the congressional mandate. Uh, Absolutely. And so do you get the sense that industry is kind of pushing them to say, come on, write this already?
1: Well, there's an interesting development in that regard, and that that is that a company called Insurso Corporation uh, saw LPTA in a solicitation Uh, issued by the Air Force for IT and cybersecurity services at several Air Force bases. Uh, So they, you know, raised questions with the agency during the uh, Q&A period and said, look, Congress is saying not to do this, Uh, why are you going ahead and using LPTA in this type of uh, an acquisition? Uh, The Air Force blew them off and said, well, we haven't issued the regulations yet, and these things aren't effective until we do so. you know, we're going forward. Uh, in CERSO went another step, took another step, though. They went to the Government Accountability Office and filed a bid protest. Uh, And they pointed to one particular section of these regulations that they said was in effect, even though it hadn't been implemented, and that is, I believe it was the uh, fiscal 2018 bill, where DOD was required not to use LPTA to the maximum practicable extent in certain types of acquisitions, and uh, including this type. Uh, the Air Force, uh, once confronted with this argument, uh, changed course, and they said, well, OK, uh, we will change the solicitation to provide for a cost-technical trade-off, and GAO dismissed the protest as moot. Um, we ordinarily wouldn't even know about this happening, but uh, the lawyer, for instance, uh, Richard Rector of DLA Piper, Uh, posted uh, the protest documents on the PubK Law website. So we've got some insight into the fact that the uh, Air Force changed course in response to this bid protest.
0: We're speaking with Joe Petrillo. He's a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. So in a sense, Mr. Rector raised a big checkered flag and said, come over here if you want to get around LPTA acquisition bids if you see them.
1: Yeah, I think this, um, this series of events raises two questions and the GAO protest raises uh, uh, two possible takeaways here. One is it looks like the Air Force, you know, may be making a policy change here in which it's going to start, stop using LPTA procurements, even though the regulations or stop using them in certain circumstances, even though the regulations haven't been finalized. Uh, and that's interesting, uh, they haven't, I, that, to, the, to my knowledge, made a public announcement of that policy change, but uh, it, this suggests that it's happening and other agencies may follow suit. Uh, the other interesting part, I think, of this, uh, uh, this series of events, is I think this is an effect of a decision we discussed um, a few weeks ago uh, in Palantir. And, uh, yeah, that's a court of appeal, appeals for the federal circuit decision, so that's an important decision. And in that decision, uh, the court said that you know language like "to the maximum practicable extent" uh, really isn't meaningless. I think people had uh, had felt that it simply you know laid out some kind of hortatory uh, requirements, but uh, it really had some vigor to it, according to the appellate court. And in this, in this instance, the same kind of language used with regard to LPTA, um, I think, raised the issue that maybe this was something that the bid protest um, environment could handle.
0: Well, there's also the issue that if the law says that you can only use LPTA under these circumstances, that is, you have to justify it and there has to be background conditions making it necessary, that doesn't preclude an agency from not using it on their own in the absence of the rule for how to use it.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, you know, if an agency can make those determinations and they're reasonable, uh, that decision will stand. But um, I guess the Air Force felt in this instance it was on shaky ground in that regard.
0: Because if the law calls for agencies not to do it to the maximum extent practicable and they have to justify it on other grounds by the earlier NDAA, then if an agency goes ahead and writes that type of justification and cites maximum practical applicability or whatever the language is then they are really acting outside of the rules that don't exist yet and interpreting the law themselves and they probably don't want to go there either
1: right and and, and there's an important you know policy issue behind this there are i mean when you come to knowledge-based services uh, there are important technical differences between offerors and uh, to ignore those when awarding contracts just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense.
0: Joe Petrello is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Radio, agencies ramp up efforts to train contracting officers to be digital services experts. It's The Federal Drive with Tom Tammen, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. well, you're about to love it even more. With Target's red card debit card, you'll save 5% every target trip, on top of everyday low prices, in-store and online. Debit Red card links from your existing bank account. Visit target.com/redcard to get all the details. Restrictions apply.